It's that time again, fellas, as Jock Journal presents The Free Parking Show. Just a bunch of country boys who have a lot to say about sports. They invite you to call in, text, or just listen in. So pull up a comfy chair and crack open a beer. It's time to talk sports, chicks, and flicks. All right, you're listening live to The Free Parking Show exclusively on blog on um sorry jock journal and jock journal radio uh we got a good show tonight uh movie of the week the hunt for red october uh but first i gotta tell you this story peter about my uh, my uh you know i do burnout uh weightlifting on friday afternoons i go in the gym and you know it's the new year's resolution people in there right Oh, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like right now. I haven't gone to the gym this year, and I'm afraid to, for like, the first month. <laughs> so I go up there, and it's normally I get out of class about, I want to say, 11 o'clock. I get up there about between 11 and 11.30, and there's, you know, everybody's pretty much eating lunch. And then uh, pretty soon they're going to have the junior college uh, weight training classes start back up. I'm familiar with all the instructors up there and everything. But I go up there, and there's these two guys, and they're dressed in street clothes. Not even gym clothes, mind you. <laughs> And what the funny part was, was I saw them over on the, the regular way and I come over the freeway area. The guy said, oh, yeah, you want to go jump on the bench? And his friend's like, yeah, we can do that. So you, you can tell when somebody has not lifted weights in, like, forever or probably never. And it's a good thing his friend was spotting him because they got on the bench. And instead of starting with the lower weights, they put a 45 on each side. 45 for me on each side is, you know... That's kind of like, eh, I think I think it's about 135, I believe. And, and I knew when they put the 45 on each side that he was not going to be able to, to be able to bench this one time. It was I, I felt bad for him, but I'm glad that, that you know they got the New Year's resolutions people in there and doing it. So he lays down on the bench, doesn't even stretch or anything, picks the, the 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 bar up, brings it down, and I've been there and done that. And his he tells his friend, "Yeah, I can't do this one." So he puts it up. The next guy goes over there. His, they rotate it out, and the guy's like, oh, I can do this. And I'm, like, sitting there. I'm watching them, but I'm, I'm making it not obvious that I'm watching them because I was like, he's not going to be able to do it either. I think he was able to get it about half down and realize that it was too heavy. So he picks it back up, and I'm just like, they spent maybe five minutes on the bench. They put the 20, they took the 45s off, put the 25s on with the, the, the 10s or whatnot, and then they're just, like, cranking them out left and right. And then they do, like, each a set each. And then they just get up and leave. So I was like, oh, you're not really working out if that way. But I just thought it was funny <laughs> because he puts the 45 on there. And I'm like, there's no way in hell he's going to lift this thing. Because they're, they're both wearing blue jeans and a T-shirt with cowboy boots. And I'm like, really? You're in the gym dress like that? But I, that was the highlight of my day outside of my... We finally started the algebra class, and I put out on Facebook, hey, I need my prayers because I really, really suck at math. And the literature class is going to be fine, but I'm just a little bit more concerned with the algebra in general. Uh, not really good with math numbers. Uh, how was your day today? Pretty good, man. Um, my girlfriend just finished her last class of nursing school, so now it's just um, her rotation for about a month and then she takes a big exam and then then graduation so it's been a really good day i'm, I'm proud of her um aside from that it's a good day at work another really productive day i really I, I love the people i work with it's just a great great fun people to work with um 
And I'm excited for the three-day weekend because Martin Luther King is a bank holiday, so I don't have to work the next few days. So I'm excited for that, too. Yes, I'm excited. No class for me, either. Uh, I think the wife's actually off, too, so maybe we will go do something. Do uh, what, baby? Algebra goes, uh, it's pointless that I even have that in college because you're never going to use algebra in your life unless you're going to be a math teacher. It's stupid to do algebra in college. Waste of time, waste of money. Oh, yeah, because once I get done with this class, I'm going to throw a party because I know I will never have to take another math class as long as I live. So I'm pretty excited just to get it done. Because the guy told me, he said, well, if you take the algebra class now, you don't have to take any more math classes. Just get it done and out of the way. And I said, yeah, that's a good point. So it's basically I'm taking required courses. For those that don't know, I'm, I'm pursuing the journalism degree uh my advisor told me in the fall, uh, go ahead and take as many journalism classes as you want. So I'm just taking these two required courses before I go into the uh, journalism as it is. So we decided, I think last last Friday, you know, we talked a little of, of the war movies and you kept the trend right on going with the Hunt for Red October. Uh, you know, and, and before we came on the air, I was going to tell you, you know, that I was going to rip this movie up for one reason and one reason only. And... Let's go ahead and get into it, because I know you're probably uh, curious as to what my problem with this movie was. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, uh, well, well, we'll start off with the best scene first, and I think for me, because I was in the Navy, I, I don't, didn't really have a best scene. I think when they were lowering uh, Jack Ryan down into the... Uh, the submarine, I thought that was a pretty neat scene, or, you know, it kind of hit close to home when he, uh, they come up on the flight deck when they're on the aircraft carrier, and it turns out the bad aircraft carrier was the USS Enterprise, and believe it or not, the catwalk that they came up from was the one that was right below where I slept for four years, so that was kind of a, another touching moment for me. Uh, what was your, yeah, what was your favorite scene? That's a really tough one, man. There were some really good scenes in this movie. Uh, but if I had to really, really had to pick one, it would be when they're in the in the meeting room talking about the um, the issue at hand about the Red October because they find out that it wasn't a research project anymore, and then Jack Ryan kind of hammers the general a little bit when he when he says, "I know Ramius uh, to you," and and kind of shuts up that little smug little smug politician uh, general that he was. Um, that's not just six people in the military just thought it was funny that CIA no name made made a general question like a complete clown. Um, and I just I thought it was a great scene because it was just it shows you that anyone who's ever read Tom uh, Tom Clancy novels knows that Jack Ryan is a great English. He's really good at figuring things out. Um, in the book, I believe he figures it out a little bit differently than he does in the movie. But it just I enjoy that scene because it shows you Jack Ryan's true character. He's not afraid to tell people how it is. Um, and he's very good at analyzing things, and he was able to figure out pretty quick that Amos was going to defect based on the knowledge he had of him. So that was probably my favorite scene. There's so many ones, but if I had to pick one, that'd be it, just because of, you know, reading the books and being a fan of the characters. That's, I mean, that's what Jack Ryan was. He figured stuff out. So that was mine by, by a mile. Yeah, I, I kind of like that as well. And for me, the worst scene, there was so many to choose from. I didn't, I'm going to be honest, I didn't care for this movie and I'm going to go ahead and tell you why. I love Sean Connery to death. I think he's, you know, he's an iconic movie star legend. Uh, we'll go down to the, If there was a movie Hall of Fame or whatever, an actress Hall of Fame, he would be a, a first battle Hall of Famer. But from the beginning of the movie, when they come up to the deck and they're talking, he's speaking Russian with a Scottish accent. That whole part of the movie... If you're playing a Russian character on a Russian submarine, 
You do not get, you've got to carry the accent over. I'm sorry, but this this bothered me the entire time. And even when they went from speaking Russian to English, you know, where everybody understood what they were saying, he's still with his natural Scottish accent, and that really irritated the living crap out of me. I think everybody else, when it switched over, at least attempted a Russian accent. But if you're a Russian captain on a Russian submarine, you're supposed to speak Russian. That entire plot line of his character in general, I don't think it was the right cast as him playing that character. I think he did a marvelous job with the character development. But why not? What what was with the Scottish accent? That drove me insane the entire movie. Yeah, that was a little... You know, it's funny. I look back and I think it is strange. And the only thing I tell people is, and this isn't to defend it, because obviously this guy's lived I'm pretty sure he he spent most of his life... I think he probably still does live in town, but I'm not sure of that. I don't know if he lives there when, he's not, when he wasn't filming movies. But um, if you listen closely in the movie, and I get, obviously Lithuania is not um, Scotland, but he was Lithuanian by birth. So, and, and I'm not sure what their accents sound like, so you could technically say, well, okay, he shouldn't have a Russian accent because he's from Lithuania originally. Uh, that's what his character is. He's Lithuanian by birth. Um, so that's, that's the only thing I could say to that, but it was a little weird to hear a Scottish accent, but at the same time, he's always had that accent in every movie. It's just one of those things I don't think he can break. I think he tried the Russian accent a couple of times throughout the movie. You could hear him trying, and it just wasn't that good. So, you know, that, that was a little irritating. Um... But my, my least favorite scene, if I had to pick one, you know, and I don't really have one, would be when they're, they take the, the missile keys off the political officer and the, and the cook's assistant was there because I kind of felt like they could have added a little bit more onto his background, like maybe a little bit more some, some screenplay of him because after that you see him looking, looking with an odd face when he's giving the orders because in the book, you find out that he's an agent on board the boat and he understands what they're supposed to do, which is why he tries to sabotage the whole plan near the end of the film. But when they were removing the missile keys and, and the doctors being a little little brat about them having to call in and, and report the death, you know, I didn't particularly care for that scene, but I know it was important to the movie, but Tim Curry's character just aggravated me. It's just so annoying. Yeah, I can see that too. I thought Sam Neill was an excellent character as well. Uh... My favorite character was actually, uh, I think his name was McManus or McManus. Scott Glenn was actually a Marine Corps sergeant. He was probably the most believable character because even Alec Baldwin at some. Yeah, and and Mancuso. But for whatever reason, even uh, Alec Baldwin as Jack Ryan, I just was not buying any of the other characters except for Mancuso's character. And that's why he gets my oddest favorite character. Mine was Bart Mancuso as well. I, I just enjoyed his character. He was very, very witty. Uh, he definitely he was very sarcastic, which is why I really enjoyed his character. Because I think when people are sarcastic, it's funny. And he he was very brutally honest about things. My favorite line was when he called when he said Central Intelligence. Sorry, <clears throat> he said Central Intelligence Agency. Now there's a contradiction in terms. I thought that was funny because anyone who knows me knows I'm not a big fan of the CIA. And if you're listening to me, CIA, please don't come after me because I know. I've done nothing wrong with my life, so please just leave me alone. But I'm not, I'm not a fan of the CIA. So when he when he made fun of him, I liked it. Um, and he was just great in that role. You know, when I, when I read the book and I watched the character in the movie, because uh, I read the book a few times, I I see him playing that role very well. Very great role and great pick. 
Yeah, like I said, if you want to get in on the conversation, uh, the phone number here is 405-562-5463. Once again, that's 405-562-5463. Moving over to my worst character is obviously, I don't even know his name, but Sean, Sean Connery's character was absolutely garbage. I'm just going to say it. I I told you why, and I, I don't agree with the casting at all. And that's why this movie, when we get ready to do this overall rating, that's why this movie is probably not going to fare well for me. Uh, like I said, love Sean Connery, hated the character. Mine was uh, Tim Curry's character, the, uh, Dr. Petroff. Uh, I've already said it. He was just rather annoying in the film. He, I kind of felt like he was trying to take too much power um, in certain situations. Uh, he was definitely true to the communist cause, though, because technically, if I remember right, from when I learned in history, that some Marines or ships were supposed to have political officers, and what they, and what they would do is they'd read literature to, I think, mostly just the officers and maybe to some of the crew to, you know, to keep them motivated for the cause of communism. Because, you know, any idea you need to you need to force some people. I mean, you look at Nazi Germany, the way they use their propaganda. You had to have somebody on your boats in order to push the propaganda and keep men motivated. But Tim Curry was just aggravated. He just annoyed me in the movie. But again, I mean, when I read the book, I'm not surprised that the character was annoying because the character in the book was a little bit annoying. But I think just because I saw him on the screen, I was like, man, this guy really is annoying. Walking in on the movie. So that's my least favorite character. Um, personally, I thought the casting wasn't as bad as you think. It you know, James Earl Jones did a great job playing his role. Oh, no um, doubt. No doubt. I, I just... I, I was just really highly upset that Sean Connery took that role and completely ruined it. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård was great as uh, yeah. Captain Supeloff. I mean, he's just... The thing about Stellan Skarsgård is he plays a villainous role very well. Or partial. Look at him in... Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie now. With Robin Williams and uh, Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck. Oh, uh, uh, Good Will Hunting. That's what it was. I, yeah. I was. I was. I lost my mind for a second there. He does a great job of playing a sort of like a a bad guy role in that movie. So when they picked him for that role, it was just incredible. They had some really good actors in that movie, and uh, I enjoyed it overall. I mean, so before I give it my rating, I want to hear yours first because I'm curious to see what you're gonna have to say. You know, I was going to go 5 out of 10 just because I thought it was an average film, but I'm going to give it maybe a a 6.5 out of 10 because I absolutely love the... Like I said, the first half of the movie I could have done without, but once they got into the actual plot line where they're searching for it and they board the the submarine and the guy's like, no, he's her. Jack Ryan's like, he's going to defect, he's going to defect, and they're switching back and forth. It got pretty interesting. But, man, if Sean Connery had carried the accent into a Russian accent, I probably would have given it an 8, maybe even a 9. But just for the fact alone that I think he completely ruined this film for me personally, I'm just going to leave it at a 6.5 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 8.5 out of 10. Uh, maybe because I've read the book so many times that there there are some parts in the movie where I'm like, oh, well, it should have really been done this way, or I like the original ending of the book better than the movie. But the movie's ending was pretty good. I thought it did the book justice. Uh, I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Because I've, re- I've read so many of Tom Clancy's novels, I, I've got to know the characters pretty well, I guess. So I, I thought Alice Baldwin was a good Jack Ryan, but to me, and I don't know if you've ever seen here, um, Harrison Ford, the one clear and present. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I thought Harrison Ford was better, but 
And I think Harrison Ford would have been better than Alec Baldwin. And then Harrison Ford has that kind of goofy, that goofy uh, feel about him. And Jack Ryan's kind of a goof, a goof, a little bit of a goofball in the book. Uh, very intelligent, but very goofy. And I kind of feel like Harrison Ford would have played that role very well. Alec Baldwin to me was just a pretty boy that they picked to fill into the movie and just have a Jack Ryan. Yep, and they did do the re. I actually like the reboot movie. I can't remember who was in it. Kevin Costner was in it. I can't even remember the name of it. It was a younger Jack Ryan when he just graduated the CIA. Shadow oh man, recruit. yeah, Shadow I hated, Recruit. I hated that. That movie. It I was okay. I, I I think it was because I had not seen the rest of them that much. So like I said, somebody asked me, so what's the movie of the week? And I told them the Hunt for Red October. They they said they asked me, have you seen us? I said yes, on nineteen ninety. He's like. When did the movie come out? I said, 1990. <laughs> he said, are you going to watch it again? I said, yeah, just because we're doing the movie of the week tonight. <laughs> but, yeah, I like Shadow Recruit. But I, it's maybe because I haven't seen Patriot Games. And I think uh, Ben Affleck tried to do Jack Ryan once. As he did uh, the Sum of All Fears. Was that what it was? Where he took the Jack Ryan role? So it's been played by multiple actors. Speaking of actors, we kind of accidentally skipped over the bigger news. Uh, Hollywood law, or you know, the Hollywood entertainment industry actually lost four people. Celine Dion's husband died uh, today, as well as Grizzly Adams. Uh, Alec R- Alan Rickman died this week, and uh, David Bowie passed away earlier in the week. And they always say it comes in threes, but the three big ones were obviously Alan Rickman. Grizzly Adams and David Bowie, and of course, you know, we have to mention Celine Dion's husband that that passed away today as well. Uh, Alan Rickman, love him, he's been in so many, Professor Snape from Harry Potter. Uh, One of my friends from Facebook pointed out that he was in the Kevin Costner film, uh, the Robin Hood one played the sheriff of Nottingham. Didn't even realize that one, and of course, a lot of people always remember Hans Gruber from Die Hard. David Bowie, I didn't really know much about David Bowie's music. I knew a couple of his songs, Under Pressure, but uh, I think my favorite one from when they first introduced the Guitar Hero series for the PS2, uh, Ziggy Stardust was on that one, and I love that song as well. Don't really know much about Grizzly Adams uh, outside the joke that was on Happy Gilmore. Grizzly Adams had a beard, and he was like, yeah, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. But those are that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that. I mean, but it's still. I, I'm not really familiar with Grizzly Adams's work. I don't. What What did you make of all these uh, passings? Well, Alan Rickman was that was definitely tragic because growing up reading the Harry Potter books, I didn't care much for the movies, and that's not to disrespect them. I just think when the movie started coming out, and I maybe I just wasn't into him, but I thought he played a great Snape. Uh, obviously, as Hans and Die Hard, he's. He's one of those guys that just had a great career, and I think that he definitely finished off his career in the right way by playing Snape in the Harry Potter movies. Uh, that was definitely sad. As far as goes the Adams, I don't know too much about him. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there on that. Um, I know he did feature films, if I'm not mistaken. He, uh, I think he even had a book called The Life and Times of Grizzly. Oh, no. Um, there's a book called The Life and Times of Grizzly Adams, and I don't think that's actually related to him. Um, you know, I didn't. I was trying to get some research done today, but I wasn't able to get much done on his death. So I do apologize. That was definitely tragic. Obviously, there's a lot of people that enjoyed him. And then with David Bowie, this one was was actually upsetting to me. Um, David Bowie, and I heard this on CNN, and I read about it on Facebook too. And and the news people considered him to just be a very nice guy. I watched some of his interviews, 
uh, on YouTube. And he seemed like a very nice downer kind of person who cared about people. And in, in, his music, I kind of felt like, touched everybody. Because I know people that listen to rap that like David Bowie. I know, I know people that listen to our country that like David Bowie. Rock, rock obviously, that like David Bowie. But country rap fans, uh, you know, people that like music um, from the 40s and 50s like David Bowie. And they all say it's because... He just seems like a genuinely nice guy, and he makes music you can dance to, and he has a great voice, and he's always, always, when I heard put on a good show, I've watched some of his live stuff on YouTube. Definitely sad to see him go, and one of the biggest pioneers in music. You know, it's always sad to see somebody that touched so many people's lives through music that maybe felt like they were outside, but felt connected with his music that, you know, made them happy, and... No, it just, it, made, it upset me because <clears throat> I've always I've enjoyed David Bowie's music, and I was always hoping that one day I'd get to see him live. And if he came to Las Vegas, I'd go see him play a show. And now I won't be able to do that, but I do appreciate his music. And, um, and I know he's up there now with, with Lemmy from Motorhead who passed away. That was another musician I really like. And it's just good. It's been a tough time for Hollywood and, and musicians um, since they in the last year. Just a lot of legends and, and great people passing away at, from cancer, which is just a horrible disease. Tragic. Yeah. I think and uh, we should mention Chris Mortensen from uh, ESPM was just diagnosed with throat cancer today, uh, stage four actually, and it does kind of uh, t- touch a little bit close to home for me, so uh, I've been dealing with some stuff going on here that I'm not going to talk about on the air due to privacy of my family, but I'm okay, we're going to be okay, but it's just, you know, cancer sucks like you said, so... Our, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers out to Chris Mortensen today from, you know, uh, the free parking show. Uh, moving over here to what's coming out in the theaters today. There was a list of them, but I thought the biggest thing, this was the movie that I've been wanting to see since I knew there was a sequel last year. Ride Along 2 was released today. I probably will get out to see it one day next week. I've got to look and see if it's here in Elizabeth City. Uh, the closest theater to me is Elizabeth City in other words so this movie I could sit there and watch the first one start to finish 24 hours a day 7 days a week and it would never get old hilarious film if you have not yet seen it so I saw the previews for the sequel saw all the trailers and I'm excited for this film I think there's more or less a bunch of independent films being released with it so it should do okay in the box office are you looking forward to this one, or have you, have you seen the first one yet? I haven't seen the first one yet. Uh, I I have to watch that one. I'm gonna. I probably will see the second one, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna <clears throat> see it in theaters. And there are some independent films out there. There's one called. I think it's already out. I think it's called the short one. If I'm not mistaken. That's the name of it, and it's about the banking collapse in 2008, or what led up to the the financial crash of the uh, the first decade of the 21st century, and it's supposed to be a really good movie. I haven't, I haven't seen, uh, is it called The Shore? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember this one, so. Um, <laughs> but as far as Ride Along 2 goes, I, I probably will say that. I haven't seen the first one yet. I, it might be in, a, what do you call it? It might be in Redbox, so I might have to go check that out. And then I'm looking forward to Secret Soldiers of Benghazi and uh, the 13-hour film because I'm, I'm a little bit interested in seeing how that uh, that whole that's all going to unfold uh, the movie and, and how it's going to it might affect Hillary Clinton's campaign for presidency because a lot of people have been on their back about what really happened. Yeah, and 
uh, I, I'm not really that big. I can't believe it or not. I still have not yet seen Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know why. I, everybody's like, "Have you seen Star Wars yet?" I said, "No." <laughs> I, I don't. I'm more of a summertime movie person because here we live in a small area. So the movie theater was open like during the holidays, like they would show days daytime movies. But like from I want to say once school starts to the time it lets out, with the exception of spring break, it's only like a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock showing. And I'm not really a big fan of being out in town after dark, just because there's it's we live in a pretty boring town. So if Ride Along Two is here, I may go out and see it one day this week. If not, I'll just ride up the road to Virginia and check it out of the big megaplex. Uh, before we go to commercial, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, we missed two. I, I, it was my fault, guys. Last week we missed uh, two of two movies that came out in the DVD. Did we mention uh, The Martian and Hotel Transylvania two last week, Peter? No, but anyone who well, I, I think I, I did I, mention I, The Martian, but I don't think I, I mentioned. Think did. Yeah, well, and yeah, I don't. I don't think you the other one. Yeah, and I don't think we. Yeah, Hotel Transylvania two was the other one, which is weird because I thought I saw it at one of the stores like two weeks ago on DVD, so I don't know even know how they got it that early, so, but I'm, and for, uh, this week, the biggest, the two biggest ones is Straight Outta Compton, uh, The Intern, and Woodlawn, and only mention Woodlawn because we are a sports radio show primarily, but Woodlawn is, is apparently a uh, football documentary or a football-related film, so maybe I'll have to check that one out if it, uh, if it goes to Redbox. I don't really do the whole pay-per-view thing on DirecTV because it's almost like four bucks and you can go to the red box and get them for like a dollar something. So I, I think I will probably see the Martian Hotel Transylvania 2 and straight out of Compton. Not too sold on the intern because it's Robert De Niro playing a comedy role with, I can't remember, he's supposed to be an intern for some other lady, I, it, it's kind of, hate. I can't remember even remember who the other... I want to say it's Reese Witherspoon. That's what I want to say is in that movie. And Hotel Transylvania 2, I love Adam Sandler. You guys can hate me all you want to, but I actually love The Ridiculous Six. We actually talked about that a uh, couple weeks ago. But those are what's coming out on DVD, but I'm dying to see Straight Outta Compton. I don't know if it's going to Redbox yet or not. I will find that out and let you guys know next Friday. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that as well. And the name of the movie, I was having a hard time thinking of it. It's called The Big Short. Uh, so that was, um, that was, that's a movie about the financial, the, the issue with those, the banking back in, uh, mid 2000, they predicted where they predicted, um, the credit and housing bubble collapse in the mid 2000s. So that, that should be something, um, I might go see. And then back, back to trade out of content. I didn't want to see that movie because I'm curious to see what the beginnings were like for. Uh, for N.W. Wayne and what their and how the story unfolded because t- they did define a generation, especially at the time what was going on in L.A. So definitely something I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, uh, I think I read somewhere that they're adding on to that to the whole uh, Death Row Records, and now they're casting for the the Tupac Shakur Shakur biopic. So I, I don't know. I think they're bringing some of the N.W.A cast members back to tie it in so that's something to look forward to we're going to go ahead and take our commercial break now 
Uh, when we get back, I've got Doug. I'm trying to dig up some more information on The Walking Dead. I know you guys love us talking about that show. I did find an interesting comment from uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator of the comics. There's also some uh, the DC comic news in general about the movies that are coming out this summer. And uh, so stay tuned for that. We will be right back. Well, the boys are talking, and the show is really moving along. But we need to take a break before a fight breaks out. People end up in the hospital. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back now, you hear? <laughs> that boy's good. Mm-hmm, good and terrible. Cars for kids, one cars for kids. Donate your car today. 1-877 cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids. 1-877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com okay. okay the boys have settled down one has a beard in and the other has a steak on his eye well, why don't you give them a call and tell them what you think we are back on jock journal radio this is the free parking show and the Friday Night Free-For-All. If you would like to contact the show, you can text us at 77948. Once again, you have to, when you send out the text, you have to write, type in the word text, leave a space, and then uh, what you want to, or 77948, and what you want to text or whatever. Or you can fill out the form at the Jock Journal Radio uh, webpage. Uh, We got, uh, so... Leon Searcy is now selling these, um, hold on one second, guys, I gotta make sure I get it. He's selling these Real Mom, uh, the Real Mom, uh, the Real Men Block t-shirts. Uh, Leon Searcy was a, a, a college football player at the U for many, many years. Uh, he was there in the heyday from the, back when they were actually considered the U. He's now got the Real Men Block, uh, t-shirts going on. Uh, you can find... The link to his uh, shirts, a bunch of cool designs. I'm actually a huge fan of the U. Uh, I was wanted to ask him the other day when he was on the show, you know, what he thought of Mark Rick tiring, but I did not get in in time. Um, 
So I think I'm probably going to go order one of these shirts. I think they're really, really neat. Uh, I know he does it for charity for, I think someone told me it was for disabled vets or something or another. So it's for a good cause. Uh, I, I'm probably, when I go and I'm going to order one eventually, and I'll probably get one in the U colors. Uh, Peter, are you going to order one of these shirts? I think I will, yeah. There are some really great designs. I, I think uh, it's a great business he's starting, or he has. And it's nice to see people out, you know, post-football being able to, to uh, continue to succeed and uh, do great things with their lives. So hats off to him. Okay. I don't think that was for us. There was something else that was popped up on the Jock Journal website there. Uh, so we're going to get back into this. Uh, we talked about, you know, we, we talked about the uh, Humper Red October. We brought up the new movies, the, the tragic deaths and the Chris Mortensen news. Finally, for our Walking Dead listeners, uh, you know, I've been digging up information. Apparently, there's a new, there's a couple new uh, stills from the upcoming season, and there's kind of like question marks. Like, you can see the zombies, they're trying to get through this fence area, and their hands are up. And I think in the background, you can see someone else's hands, and now there's big speculation on who that was. I When I saw the, the, the pictures, it, I couldn't really make nothing of it. But the biggest news is everybody's excited for Negan, and Robert Kirkman has uh, went on air, and he said that Negan is basically an atomic bomb. For those that watch The Walking Dead, we've been talking about Negan for quite a while now. Negan is, let, let's just say if you put Negan and the governor in a room together, Negan would destroy this guy in like two seconds. Negan is... He makes the he makes the governor look like a, a soft little kitty cat that you just want to sit there and pet and play with, and you get in the cage. You know, you come across Negan. It's like a rabid dog waiting to jump on somebody and pounce and kill him. I, I kind of agree with Kirkman. I've been kind of following the comics along, and the way they're planning this thing out, Peter, is I think like they they introduced him. We talked about it last week. They introduced him. Uh, Daryl and uh, Daryl, Sasha and uh, Abraham ran into the the biker the biker uh, gang on the road, and Negan is. I'm I'm so excited for this. I'm also excited because uh, Paul Monroe, who's known as Jesus, long hair, beard, and that's why he gets the name. He was cast, and I we gave out the cast name a while ago, and I'm not going to look it up right now, but it's some no name guy. He's going to play a pivotal part. But like I, like I said, guys, I, I think Kirkman hit it on the road with or hit the nail on the head with this uh, Negan character because Jeffrey D. Morgan, they said he's a game changer. Uh, I, I don't doubt it. I think I saw an interview with him actually, Peter. He said uh, his agent had called him when they were doing the casting and said, well, we got a part for you on The Walking Dead. And he was like, it's Negan, right? He's like, well, we can't really say. No, he's like, get that out of here. It's Negan. He goes, I want it. They already offered him the part without even doing a, a thing or doing the whole um, audition. They said, oh, we want you to have this part. We don't even want you to audition. So that's how confident they are. A lot of people wanted, uh, I think some. there was John Hamm was rumored for the part. And uh, Kirkman actually reached out to Charlie Sheen of all people. But they, they've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan coming in. And there's still the speculation of, you know, the little boy that was walking out and he's trying to get his mom's attention while they're walking through the zombies. And I'm just like, you don't know what to make of it. So I'm going to let you take the floor here and I'm going to let you speculate on what you think is going on. 
Well, I'm just going to talk about the Negan character here, the atomic bomb. I think it's going to be a very violent and brutal second half of the se- of the uh, of this season because I mean these comments that Negan's an atomic bomb, and I haven't read the comics, but I've heard some stuff about Negan. I think it's going to be a very very brutal second part of the season. I think it's, I think a lot of people are going to die, killed off, and I I wouldn't be surprised to see us leave. See the end of the season eight in a cliffhanger. I want us to come back for more next season when it comes back in the fall. I'm excited for the show to come back. It's, I, I miss it a lot, and I'm super excited to start watching again once it's back on TV. It's one of my favorite shows. It's on TV now, but of all time, and just a just a great show with a great cast. But uh, you know, Nick, as far as Nick goes, you know, I'm, like I said, like I just said, I'm, I'm super excited to see what he brings to the table and. To hear that he is considered an atomic bomb is just man. That's gonna. It's I gonna know. Be, it's gonna be nuts. It's gonna. And the other thing that is gonna. It's making this whole this whole Negan debut on the. And they're saying it's a season finale, but something tells me they say it's a season finale, but we may see him earlier. That's just how good The Walking Dead is at covering things up. Because remember last year it was they. The guy that plays Morgan was told, you can't leave the area. You're secluded this hotel. We don't want anybody knowing you're here. And Negan, I know that there there was released footage of him actually killing somebody from the main cast. We don't know who it is. Speculation is it's either Daryl or Glenn. And spoiler alert, you know, Negan kills Glenn in the comic book. So that's my prediction on who it is. But obviously someone is going to die in the season six finale. But I've also heard that they're going to sacrifice Daryl for a Glenn, but I don't think that's going to happen. That's just my prediction, but don't take my word for it because I don't know. Uh, so I, I'm going to guess that you're going to probably hear more about Negan as the season progresses, but I, I still am waiting on Paul Monroe. And the biggest question mark I had is obviously it was uh, Dwight and Dwight's wife that ran into Daryl, took his motorbike and crossbow, which explains, you know, they com- the Walking Dead confirmed that, that Dwight's a crossbow-wielding villain. So, but he doesn't, according to the comics, him and Negan don't get along, even though he's like Negan's right-hand man. So, that's going to be an interesting storyline to see next season. We're also, you know, and who was that other group that was searching for Dwight? It's obviously not the saviors who Negan runs, so that's another question that has not yet been answered. So hopefully, you know, like I said, February 14th is the return, and, you know, we, we announced it last or last Friday, uh, Better Call Sal, they return uh, on that Monday night, February 15th. So, yeah, blood and guts for Valentine's Day. How about that? Moving on here, um, I, I also spoke before we went to commercial break about the DC special on the WB uh, Arrow, and I think they've got, the, there's a couple of shows, I don't watch any of the WB DC comic shows, a couple of my friends are huge on that, with the Arrow and everything else, uh, on the 19th, which I believe is a Thursday, I'm not mistaken, it's the 19th of January, they're debuting, okay, my wife's telling me it's a Wednesday, they're debuting the new trailer for Suicide Squad, and thank God that it's going to be geared more towards the Joker than it is actual Suicide Squad. Like, there's going to be more Joker in there. It's actually Tuesday. Okay. 19th or 18th? 19th. Okay, so it's Tuesday. <laughs> My dates are a little off as well. Uh, but apparently, you know, because we only saw it when they did the, the Suicide Squad trailer came out, uh, the Comic-Con one, we just saw the Joker at the end. Apparently, he's going to be more involved with this trailer. 
And I, I think that's my most anticipated movie for this year outside of the Ride Along 2. The new, uh, I guess it's Wonder Woman or Supergirl, whoever's in the Justice League's their day being that trailer as well. So it's going to be a huge night for the WB that night. I don't think, I think it's Arrow followed by, I think they got a 30 minute preview and then they're doing like all the behind the scenes. I think there's actually another Batman Superman trailer coming out as well. Uh, are, are you excited for, for, for this uh, special? Um, yeah, I am. I definitely excited for this special. It's it's funny how like these new trailers come out and you just talk about the new trailers. The new trailers keep coming out. Um, I'm excited for Suicide Squad, like you just mentioned. And man, it's just going to be awesome. It's special all around with the new trailers. And it, I'm super excited for Suicide Squad because this is a movie I've been looking forward to. You you're the one who told me about it. I think originally, and the trailers looked really good. I think the cast that they got is going to be phenomenal. It, it's it's just going to be an incredible incredible movie I, in my opinion and I, and I love those superhero and villain movies it's just it's so much fun to watch yeah I, I think the biggest uh, question mark is Jared Leto playing the Joker a lot of people are not happy I for one yeah and this is what I tell people on Jared Leto when he was selected for the Joker role people were like oh why did you select him I said you guys are the same people that were mad when they selected Heath Ledger and little known fact about Jack Nicholson almost did not get the role for the Batman. I, I did you know? I'm asking you, Peter. Did you know that that role almost went to Robin Williams? No, I didn't know that. That is really interesting, actually. What they did this this was uh, when I I researched all this stuff. What had happened was Jack Nicholson, believe it or not, was not going to take the role. So they brought in Robin Williams, and they said, "Well, we're going to offer you the role of the Joker." And what they did was they pitted Robin Williams' salary versus Jack Nicholson's salary, and eventually Nicholson did not want Robin Williams, or something happened within the studio that Robin Williams was pushed out. But he was he was a shoe in for the Joker until you know they basically used his salary to compete with Jack Nicholson's, and that's how Nicholson got the role. He didn't want it originally because he wanted more money, and I think he got something like. I think it was like almost $30 million on top of his regular salary because he's got a royalty on that. He actually got royalty rights to that film. Like anytime it sells on a, a, a DVD or iTunes, a portion of it goes to him. So he, he, he robbed he robbed w, the Warner Brothers Studios blind on that one. But he, like, And what had happened was is when they, after, the, after Michael Keaton stepped down and they brought Val Kilmer in and they did the one with Jim Carrey, they called Robin Williams back and asked him to come play the Riddler. <laughs> you think he was going to take that role? No. <laughs> he said he was still bitter. He was still upset about not being cast as the Joker. That's a little known Batman fact for you guys tonight. Yes, I may be a little bit of a Batman geek myself. Uh, so, hold on once. Okay, so, you know, video games coming out this week. We have uh, Resident Evil. It's called Resident Evil Zero when it comes out on Tuesday as well. Not really a fan of I know that you are more of a fan of the Resident Evil series than I am, correct? I mean, I like them sometimes. It's just, I I think they made so many now I'm kind of getting bored of it. I might, <laughs> I might check this one out. I might check this one out. If they have it at Redbox and Rental, I might check it out. So, and I'll it's see like, I know what I think about it if I, if I do play it. <laughs> you, it was funny because you were like, I'm kind of getting tired of them making a new one. When I went and looked this up earlier, I was like, there's another Red Dead, Red Dead, Red Dead uh, 
or Evil Dead coming out or whatever it is, or Resident Evil. I was like, what? How many of these say? How many have they got now? Like fifteen of them. It's almost like the Metal Gear Solid series is going into its last video game that's supposed to come out this year. That that was a, that was the big name. I think there was a, a Resident Evil. There was a Resident Evil spinoff in there as well, but it wasn't really any big name games. And our weekly Red Dead Redemption Two, as far as what I've been doing my research on, they're they're still saying it's possibly going to be October. And we've been talking about Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption sequel for a while now, and I've been trying to keep you guys updated with it because you know a lot of fan, a lot of people are asking me when's the game coming out. And we don't know. <laughs> Rockstar Games is just like uh, the the Walking Dead. They do not want to tell anybody anything. There's rumors uh, that it was going to be set in. Uh, I think it was supposed to be called the Legends of the West or something. So who knows? Once something breaks, we will let you guys know on that Friday night. Uh, and last but not least, uh, do you know anything? I, I was trying to dig up some music news or something, and I don't really see anything. Did anything come across your desk that you want to talk about as far as music yeah. news? Nothing I can really think of, to be honest with you. I I try to think. It's, I try to look for some stuff, but there's nothing I, that I can think of at the moment, aside from obviously the passing of David Bowie, or uh, when it comes to, to music news. Um, I. There's no albums I'm really looking forward to coming out that I can think of right now. So, uh, unless you got anything, I've got nothing to see for music tonight. Actually, I'm kind of stumped on that one. Yeah, the only thing I'm still waiting on is <laughs> Anthony Kiedis to say, hey, here's the first song from the new Chili Peppers album. And we that was one that we brought up a few months back. You know, when we he was, I think the discussion was, he said this was going to be their best album to date. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> You're not going to top uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and you're not going to top Californication. Stadium Arcadium was kind of like the finish, because John Frusciante's not there anymore, and it's John Hoffel. I can't even pronounce his last name. They've got a new lead guitarist, and he was there with you for uh, uh, the, the latest one. It was the one with a pill, and then there's a fly flying on the pill. I can't remember the name of the album, but you can tell that the group really missed John Frusciante's lyrical writing and that's why I'm kind of worried about this new Chili Peppers album coming out as well. Uh, I did read something about Eminem is trying to partner with the Detroit Pistons or something. It was something along the lines of, hold on one second, let me look this up right quick. Uh, there was something to do with the Detroit Pistons and Eminem, and I'm an Eminem fan. It was, hold on one second, my internet is acting really, really slow. <laughs> but... Uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> Come on now. There it goes. Yeah, Eminem teamed with the Detroit Pistons. The article's pulling up now. He's kind of been falling off a little bit as well. But, I mean, at the same time, he's, what is he? He's, what, 42 now? No, he just turned 40 this year. And my internet is not. Hold on. Here it comes. Yeah, Pistons remix. Oh, okay. So it was Pistons remix with uh, Drummond and... They did a Forgot About Ray remix with him, so you might want to try. I have not yet seen what that was about. It's obviously, for those for our listeners that don't know, Eminem is a Detroit head, so he's probably involved with that as well. Uh, that was about, you know, they're, they're, like you said, we're kind of stumped on music. It's not really a big music scene. Most of the, the uh, music stuff comes out over the summer for some strange reason outside of this 
we're all still waiting on the Red Hot Chili Peppers album to give us a release date or something or a new song that we can talk about, but I, I'm not really a fan of what gets played on the radio these days as far as pop music. I'm mostly underground hip-hop, uh, 90s rock, 80s rock, 70s, anything before what we listen to today. So uh, let's go ahead and do the articles of the week, and then if we got time, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about for a couple more minutes. My article of the week, you know what, I'm going to let you go first this time. What have you got for your article of the week? Because I'm going to pull mine up just to make sure I'm on, on, on the right track here. <laughs> so I don't know if people listening have heard about this. Uh, there's a movement called, <clears throat> there's a hashtag called Be Strong, which is a movement. It's not just a hashtag. And there's this boy from Western Rhode Island. And um, I grew up in this, I grew up the town over from there most of my entire life. Uh, so I moved back across Connecticut and then moved out to Nevada and before I dive into the story, I just want to let people know that the people of Western Rhode Island are very, very tight-knit community, and they, and they care about each other. They look, look after one another. Um, and this eight-year-old kid, Dorian, I think, I think his name is Dorian. I'm not exactly sure how to say it. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I had to say it. His name is spelled, first name is D-O-R-I-A-N, and then his last name is Murray. Uh, he found a last month his terminal. He's only eight years old. So he had terminal cancer that was no longer treatable. And so they decided to stop the treatment, obviously, because it was no longer treatable. And this movement's taken all over the world. There's photos you can see on the article and on Facebook. There's people from the Great Wall of China to Australia is another one where this guy held up a sign saying, uh, good, uh, good day, Dorian. Uh, you're famous in Australia. He's strong. And Rob Gronkowski even went and visited this kid. And it's just incredible to see so many people wanting to help this little boy get famous. That's what he wanted before he passed away. And it's just, to me, it's incredible to see that now pouring the love, not just from the community of Rhode Island or the neighboring states, but the whole world. And it just reminds you that there are good people out there and that, you know, it's just nice to see a little boy's, you know, little kid's dream come true before he passes away. And I hope that people look at this and realize, you know, he's not the, that, the, you know, kids are affected by this. I think when we talk about cancer, we always talk about adults because it's, it's what we talk about, but you children get it too, and it's and it's horrific. And I lost my aunt to cancer, you know, you know, eleven years ago, just about now, a few days short of eleven years. Um, and I just look at it, it's like you know, cancer is horrible, and I hope that this makes people realize that we need to help these people out and, and give more money or try to try to donate to some charity that helps research cancer because cancer cancer. Treatments are getting better. We just have to we just have to keep pushing and make them better as time goes along. And you know, I, I don't want to depress anybody, but this story really touched my heart. And I, being from that area, it, it's tough to it's tough to see the area I'm in. And you know, having to deal with you know seeing this little boy. You know, well, it's not tough. It's hard for me to see a, a, any kid go through this. And I know the people of that town. You know, my prayers go out to them, and my thoughts is just. And I and I really truly hope that. This little boy, you know, he got what he. I, I'm sure he got what he wanted. And I hope that. Uh, hope that his family can get through this tough time okay. And I'm thinking of them tonight, and I, I thought of them last night. And man, just God bless them. And that's all I got for my article of the week. If you have anything to add on to that, let me know. It's it, it's, it's really tragic. It, it, <laughs> being sick and ill really sucks. I spent two months in the hospital, so I can kind of understand when somebody, you know, is going through tough times. We actually have a text uh, from Richmond, Indiana, and it says, D.C., 
Warner Brothers, Legendary, all must be very confident Zack Snyder and Ben Affleck are going to make everyone forget about the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm going to say, you know, and before I do my article of the week, I'm going to spend about 30 seconds on this one. I'm going to say, you know, I think I know who this is coming from, and if you're listening, we'll wait until the uh, movies actually come out. I, I don't know that... I think Batman and Superman are going to be okay just because of DC comic fan base. I think you're going to see more of a reaction from Suicide Squad than you will be from DC Comics, uh, from the Batman Superman. And it's sad, and it's really amazing that the Joker character seems to be... People are more worried about Jared Leto playing the Joker than they are about Ben Affleck playing Batman. Do you agree there, Peter? Yeah, I think there's people people a little more... I, I'm worried about Ben Affleck as Batman just because Ben Affleck, he's so hit or miss in movies. I feel like when movies are about Boston or the area of Massachusetts, he's from, he's great. But then when he takes on another role like Jack Ryan, it's like, ooh, man, yeah. I'm not really a big fan of that, so I'm pretty <laughs> worried about this movie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, somebody kind of scared, bro. And then, then, then there's rumors that he's going to direct the standalone Batman film in 2018 that's supposed to be released. Uh, real quickly, my news article of the week, I actually saw this on Facebook. I don't even remember the girl, there's a lady that, that said, put up a GoFundMe account. For those that don't know GoFundMe, you can go set up an account if you're in need. This woman sets up a GoFundMe account, I kid you not. I actually click on the Yahoo link, it's in the Yahoo News, you can... Uh, Google search it or whatever. This woman sets up a GoFundMe link because she's saying her family is in a dire need because they spent all their money trying to win the Powerball. I was like, what? Are you seriously going to set up a GoFundMe account because you wanted to go blow your money on the lottery and now you want people to feel bad for you? I mean, what is this? Really, Peter, what does this world come to that you've got to set up, like I said, you got to set up a, a, somebody to help you because you got a gambling problem? That is just so ridiculous. I, I, I'm i actually at a loss for it right now. When I heard about this, I thought it was a joke. And then I actually, one of my friends was like, no, man, this is real. Because <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid. And don't even, this, for, honestly, this might be my bum of the week. Um, and we're not going to do it till Monday, but I might just have to do a bum of the week and a possible bum of the week. Uh, and that would be that person for sending up that GoFundMe account. You should be doing that because you have a gambling problem, okay? Yeah, you know what? You are a bum. If you're listening, you're a bum. That's all I got to say. Bum. My wife actually just uh, told me that somebody took the campaign down. So it still was set up. So that's obviously my news article of the week because if you were living under the rock, or you know, if you were living under a rock, not the rock, I don't know what the rock would be, but if you were living under a rock, the Powerball. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. You still should have known that Powerball was up to what, over a billion dollars. And what the funny thing about the Powerball was, some trust fund guy won, like, one of the winners was somebody with a trust fund. I was like, really? I, it, somebody, I, I could understand somebody that was in dire need of some money, but you're already rich, and then you... She got $800 before GoFundMe took it down. My wife's telling me the... the they returned all, okay, so this is, a, before we get off the air, this was the update. My wife's actually listening in. She's in the other room. She said the $800 that, that was raised, <laughs> GoFundMe actually dismantled the whole thing and returned all the money back to the owners. So, yes, Peter, you're right. She is, 
Yeah, she, they said she said it was eight hundred dollars in four hours. Why I, there? There was no way I'm going to give somebody money just because you got a gambling problem, like you said. Uh, but before that, I was I don't even remember what I was talking about. My wife was just telling me, you know, really relaying me the information. I lost my train of thought there. But uh, we we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We've got the Nash and Matt show coming up, uh, followed by the stretch. Uh, next week, you know, we've like I said, we've got the uh, the playoff post game show coming up. So you know, I, I think we've all made our picks. I'm really looking forward to the games this weekend. Going to be a long weekend, but it's going to be a fun weekend. I hope everybody has a safe and a happy weekend. And you know, like we said earlier in the show, Monday's a holiday, so if you're off work, you can get a little bit of a recuperation from the partying you're going to do over the weekend. I probably won't be partying because I don't party anymore. But anyway. Uh, final thoughts real quick before we get out of here. Oh, I'm looking forward to the games this weekend, so hopefully everyone has a good weekend. Alrighty, we are out of here. We will see you guys on Monday. And Actually, I'm not sure. I think we are doing a Monday night show. I'll have to check with the boss, uh, see what he says. We are out of here. Everyone have a great weekend. Well, there you have it. The boys were at it again. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. We hope you had a good night and stay right where you are. Another show is coming up. Y'all come back now, you hear?